Good evening and welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us from all over the world. I'm your host Anuj uh, from the JCI Euro Business Committee on behalf of Project Lead. It is through this Lead podcast that we strive to connect all the budding entrepreneurs in Europe and across the world with industry leaders and entrepreneurs so that one, you do not fall into the traps that they have fallen into. Two, you can learn subject matter from these experts and use that knowledge into your own business. And three, connect with them, which is a great networking opportunity. So you are always welcome to reach out to us on our social media with any business or entrepreneurship related questions, and we will do our best to assist you with it. As we always say, our end goal is to stimulate business activity within the European continent. So here we are, without any further ado, time to introduce our guest who was our 2015 JCI World President and the person to go to if you are looking to formulate a perfect strategic vision for your organization or get some funding from angel investors and venture capitalists. Joining us all the way from Turkey, please welcome Ismail Hasnadar. Apart from leading this amazing organization that we are all a part of in 2015, Ismail has over 20 years of vast experience in strategic planning and business development, uh, startup consultancy, and business analysis. Currently, he is the managing director of Strategic Eschler, a consultancy company uh, focusing on growth, innovation, entrepreneurship, development, and strategic planning and execution, as well as the founder and CEO of Gain Global, which is a network of action-oriented supporters, investors, and partners committed to empowering entrepreneurs in the journey to initiating new enterprises. So, hello, Ismail. How are you doing today? Hello, Anush. Uh, it's great to see you and great to be today with uh, your session. Uh, I'm doing very well. Hope that uh, you, you are good as well. So, uh, Ismail, we'll start with a very basic question. Why startups? How are startups transforming today's world? So, uh, before we start, I would like to thank for bringing this topic to uh, the discussion as well as uh, having that one as an important issue to be discussed around Europe because uh, me, me as well uh, see that startups have a very big importance in creating change because we, we are initiating new uh, ventures, new corporations, but the main purpose uh, for that new business and initiation is to fulfill a need or to, to solve a challenge that we face. Uh, as we have discussed earlier in 2015 as well, we, we have global goals for 2030, so the world has a common uh, challenge and we require more and more today uh, new startups new enterprises and new initiatives who will be really solution for this challenge and i truly believe uh, this entrepreneurship mindset and the inspiration uh, yeah. that uh, an, an innovative side that entrepreneurs brings uh, we need new ways of uh, doing business new ways of new ways of creating new enterprises in order to fulfill yeah. this challenge therefore this is a great way to do that one. It's a kind of a mindset and as well as a new approach. Today, we need more uh, businesses as well, more, more uh, jobs to be created. This is a challenging period. And uh, I believe, again, the solution there will be through the entrepreneurship. And I think like the new initiative by JCI, JCI Rise, it really ties mm -hmm. into the startup culture because mm -hmm. it's all about uh, reinvesting, developing your sustain, uh, like local economies. So that's exactly. what JCI Rise is all about, right? Exactly. We, we, we always say JCI is uh, existing for more than a century, correct? And uh, this yeah. is only possible if you keep the relevance with the need, with the 
new generation. And JCI is very adaptive, changing and also yeah. transforming the organization with the new realities. And nowadays we know that the entrepreneurship is uh, one of these uh, very crucial uh, reality to be connected with. I'm really happy as well as to see that through JCI Rise as well, we emphasize the importance of initiating uh, new businesses as well as connecting local businesses globally. This will be a great opportunity. So just, just a follow-up question from this topic that we're discussing on. So how is a startup different from a traditional business? Is is there a huge difference or like it's it's completely different? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 this is a good question, Anush. Usually startup, entrepreneurship, new enterprise, there, there are a couple of different definitions and it yeah. may change according to your country as well because the definitions may uh, differ. But let, let me first uh, clarify with uh, some numbers. So. On average, we are 8 billion inhabitants worldwide, yeah. so globally. And uh, around 4 billion uh, are uh, in, in, in a kind of a business. It might be agriculture, it might be industry, and uh, it might be service business as well. So there are 4,000 workers who are in, in, in a business world creating values, let's say, for uh, their stakeholders. And mm -hmm. out of these 4 billion, just one out of uh, 10 are uh, business owners. So there are around 400 million business owners, technically, and these uh, 400 million uh, individuals are creating jobs for 4 billion people, as well as they are supporting 8 billion people. So there is a multiplier. I say one business owner uh, creates jobs for 10 people or, or, or they are feeding 20 people. So this is an average worldwide, so just a, a number to, to keep in mind. So, so uh, business ownership and uh, is, is already there. So when, when, when you are creating a new business, so you are a business owner and definitely you are in a, in a group of SME, small, medium enterprise, definitely, medium. because you have initiated a corporation. But when, when we are talking a startup, in this case, we may expect a little bit more innovation or, or a new uh, technological approach. This means okay. it's not a traditional enterprise, so we are talking about uh, a new way of doing business, new mindset, or uh, there is a, a innovative side uh, that the business itself uh, might be different than a traditional one. In, the, in this case, we may talk more about startups. In, in some countries, we see this definition is, is very clear. It says that definitely we are expecting a technical uh, site or innovative site in order to name a new enterprise as a startup. Especially uh, this definition is applied when uh, you are there for a kind of, let's say, startup visa or you are mm -hmm. there for yeah. a, a kind of subsidy or, or, or you are there for uh, asking for investment or uh, some support for different techno parks. So they will expect the uh, site. So I, I will group uh, these two, two. One, we, we can create a, a traditional enterprise. Uh, so we are entrepreneur definitely in order to in order that uh, we are uh, taking ownership of, of a challenge. So it's, it's a risky business uh, to initiate something has a lot of risks, but we, we take the ownership of that and we move for, forward. But if, if there is an innovative side, if there is an innovation, a new way of doing business, then we may name it uh, easily as a startup. So I think, I think what I got from this is like, if, if you have a unique value proposition, 
or if you have a unique selling point in the market even though you are doing the same business you you might be termed as a startup because you have something more to offer something maybe it's a different a uh, different way of doing business or engaging with customers or even a new product or improve improvement on the existing product exactly if we talk about value proposition in order to yeah. exist as a business definitely you have to have something that differentiates you oh, yeah. otherwise you will not sustain for long time <laughs> so if you would like to be there and bring a, a core competence and build on that definitely yeah. you will have a differentiative site so the value proposition should be there uh, so it's a, it's a, a promise that you bring to, to anyone that might be uh, relevant uh, with your service or with your product so uh, it, it, as you differentiate that one then definitely you will keep and being re relevant with the needs and uh, then this will bring opportunity to go further so this means to uh, go uh, grow and as well as scale up in different markets as well that's perfect, Ismail. Thanks a lot. And so, like, could you tell us more about Strategic Ishler? So, uh, how can entrepreneurs benefit from your support and services? And if uh, if you have existing clients, how are they bene benefiting from your services? I'm graduate of business administration and worked in such a strategy field in different corporations, mainly in Turkey and in the region. So, my uh, target and focus was to talk about the future plan of the company. So this means uh, what we will do in following years, what is our core competency and how we can differentiate our corporation uh, from uh, competition. This is mainly a business that everyone has to do technically, but yeah. usually you have a strategic planning department either in big companies or in holding companies. Uh, do that, it's, it's a team effort. As a strategist, uh, every leader or every entrepreneur has a strategic mindset, otherwise you would not be able yeah. to do that one but as a department as a function usually you don't see that one so after my career in in jsa as well i, I required flexibility more so this means I, I moved from working for a corporation to work uh, project based so dur during that, that, that period i set up consultancy business the strategic issue and its focus is more to act as a strategic office uh, for uh, medium-sized enterprises as well as for new businesses during this period. Due that, uh, they will not have chance to set up a uh, office for strategy, and definitely they are strategists and they will need support uh, during this process. They will need to, to talk about their vision, to talk about their feasibility, about competition, and make assessment of a market assessment. So uh, we said uh, with all the experience that we have and with the network and with the consultancy background, we can focus on this area uh, to be a kind of uh, a strategy office for these enterprises. And we are now uh, 12 years uh, organization corporation. Yeah. And also we serve companies in the region uh, with that mindset and uh, with that uh, services. During uh, this journey, we would like to collaborate with uh, corporations in order to fulfill their needs uh, in this area, in this field. It's really good. And so, like, is your is your services, as you said, it's in Turkey, definitely. But uh, is it for international, like, neighboring countries or maybe Europe? What is, like, your service area? It is in the area, definitely. It's it's uh, We are based in Istanbul, but we serve yeah. in surrounding countries as well because... Istanbul is really well-centered uh, destination. Yeah. 
we, we yes. used to travel within three hours we say we can travel almost uh, 60 percent of the world uh, as a population so but, but no it is the traveling is technically easier because through the digital tools we can connect every area hopefully uh, we can uh, as well travel soon physically uh, so <laughs> this this uh, opportunity as well yeah hopefully this brings opportunity so to, to serve to europe area or to serve to MENA region, Middle East and North Africa, and also to Caucasus region or CIS countries. So th these are really accessible uh, places uh, where we already uh, have clients and uh, we support them. And then uh, you also recently, very recently founded uh, Gain Global in 2016. So what is this all about like? Uh, and is this like a global network again or are you just serving within Turkey? This is a good question. So as you are uh, spending time more and more with entrepreneurs, definitely you have to initiate <laughs> a, yes. a need to fulfill uh, that uh, gap. So uh, while we were supporting corporations, we see that not just the consultancy side, but there is something more needed. So what, what I mean with that one, in the beginning uh, phase of uh, new startups, Usually, we are mentoring corporations or there are mentoring systems, as you know, to support uh, companies or new startups. But it's not just mentoring. We need to give something more. This means we have to open our network or, or uh, they need as well finance and some initial capital in order to survive during this uh, first phase, early stage. Well, the, the, the name of uh, that uh, is a kind of angel investment or, or early stage investment. Uh, while uh, I was uh, moving through my JCR career as well, I met uh, with this concept, with the investment to startups and with my uh, consultancy site as well. So all, all these come together. I said we have to initiate a new platform where uh, we can bring like-minded mentors, investors, or consultants in order to support more purely focused on early stage startups. So this okay. means from ideation till uh, you start to sell your products. So it's uh, very early stage uh, with a huge potential, but with a high risk because uh, one out of 10 startups who receive investment are successful, the rest somehow learns through the process, but definitely uh, with but the, the statistics, you see that there are a lot of failures. Uh, that's, same that's, a very, that's a very risky process. Well. So it's like 90%, as you're saying, like... Anush, technically, if you come from the idea, so it's one out of 100. So, so yeah. you have 100 ideas and uh, maybe uh, 10 of them uh, through, uh, become ready for investment and you receive yeah. investment and maybe one of them uh, survives in next two years. So from idea to uh, success or survival phase, it's uh, one out of hundreds. So therefore it's a very early stage and very, very different resources you need during this phase. It's exactly. not just one person to support. You need to have a good network, good mentors, good investment pool in order really to survive and make the life of uh, initiator easier. So in this case, Gain Global is more like an enabler. I say it brings like-minded people together. Who are these people? Usually there are uh, mentors, they are uh, entrepreneurs, they are partners, uh, they are investors. 
through this journey, uh, Anush, all roles need change. Uh, let me clarify yes. this. You as an entrepreneur, you start a journey, but later on, you as an entrepreneur, while you continue, as well as you have a great experience to share. So this means you are, you are technically becoming mentor. And during this journey as well, as you start to become or, or successful or, or have a investment opportunity, then in this case, you are turning to become an investor. So this is a journey that we pass uh, through. So therefore, in Gain Global, we say it's a platform where uh, anyone who would like to be uh, supportive uh, and be in an entrepreneurship ecosystem has to join. But the role will change during the time. It's up to you to, to mm-hmm. clarify what, what you would like to be and how you would like to contribute. This was also my uh, observation through my uh, uh, traveling and visits in JCI presidential year as well. I was traveling uh, to different countries uh, representing our beloved organization, Junior Chamber International. Wherever I go, I saw a huge potential of young people who, who are there with new ideas, who would like to initiate something. And uh, as well as I, I met uh, senior people who have uh, different experience, as well as some uh, investment opportunity. So we, we need to have new tools who bring uh, this like-minded uh, people. So I believe uh, this was uh, an initiation after my presidential year to then to focus <laughs> on. Now, now we just pass uh, uh, through our startup phase as a game global. I, I say first three years for us, uh, starting from 2016. First year was yeah. more to test in, in, in Turkey, in Istanbul. Then later on, we, we expand uh, through chapters. I believe uh, this year we have finished our startup phase. Now we are more in scale-up phase. We, we, we have to scale up that one to different countries, different cities, and uh, bring new ideas, new people, uh, and opportunities, investment opportunities in this pool. No, that's perfect, Ismail, because that answers the second part of the question. Like, are you are you just serving Turkey or are you going abroad as well? And as you said, that you are in the scale-up phase now. So now you're looking to expand into international markets, different countries. And from what I I went on the website of Gain Global, and from what I understood, it's very much similar to JCI. Like you know, you have chapter, you have chapter system, you have local chapters. I don't know the exact system, but it looked very similar. That's very interesting because I myself I was working on a startup last year, and that's closed down now. That's closed down. And I know what difficulties. It's not easy journey, correct, Anush? It's 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 very challenging. It is because, for example, like I, I'm not from a technical background as such. So mm-hmm. I had no idea about how, how Google Analytics works. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know like how many people are visiting my website and what's happening. So all these things like you, you, you need some resource or you need somebody to because it's, it's very difficult to go on the Internet and find a good kind of, you know, channel on YouTube or whatever who explains everything. So it's very difficult. And you, you, you have a good intention and you, you have a, a, an idea or a product that uh, is suitable for the need. And uh, you have initiated that one. But this will yeah. not be easy to go alone. You are right. Because you will not have maybe the technical expertise of marketing or the finance other things so you you'll need team workers yeah usually definitely. in the beginning uh, the people uh, are there who trust and believes you you know mm-hmm. because uh, usually in, in initiation phase of startups you will not have uh, plenty of uh, funding in order to invest yeah and so, so it's it's more about 
Uh, yes, Anush, I, I like your idea. I like your vision uh, and I, I'm with you. Let's try test, let's move forward and see yeah. what happens. If we have uh, the necessary funds or if we have the, the response from clients positively and then uh, we, we set up our responsibilities and we move forward with a bigger team. But during this period, definitely it requires more and more support. And uh, yeah. to address uh, your point regarding uh, the structure, uh, definitely uh, to learn from the best is a great uh, way to start businesses. And you, you are right, JSA is a great way uh, yeah. due, due to experience that the organization has. Uh, being uh, worldwide, you know, in more than 100 countries with 5,000 chambers, had uh, thousands and thousands of graduates. So the, the, this shows that organization is sustainable there and uh, proved the success uh, through this century. So we have to learn definitely while we set up global structures. And uh, I am inspired definitely from our organization. Would like uh, to uh, somehow leverage that opportunity from all the learnings and the network as well with a good intention, uh, as well as being inspired with global goals for 2030. So while, while we talk, uh, we have challenges uh, worldwide. We talk about poverty, we, we talk about uh, gender equality, we are talking about climate change and different things. So we need new ways of uh, initiations and new ways of approach. And we, we are the generation who leaves this one. So we are now in 2021. So it's mm -hmm. just 10 years to 2030 goals. So who, who will be leading that change, name it like that. So, so I, I truly believe on uh, the spirit and the power of entrepreneurship. And uh, hopefully we, we can be a part of uh, this initiation as well, uh, initiation of the change as well. And I think the, the new initiative uh, by JCI, uh, the Creative Young Entrepreneur Awards, which which was started this year. So I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's a very good step uh, in terms of like, you know, motivating people to kind of take up on entrepreneurship and startups. Exactly. Uh, CYEA, we used to have a Creative Young Entrepreneurship Award program. Uh, during my national presidential year as well, we had strong partners in Turkey. We had a business plan competition in universities. So this was one of international award-winning program of JSA Turkey in 1997. So it was a long time ago. And in, yeah. in, in Turkey, JSA was pioneering entrepreneurship in universities with business plan competition. Uh, later on, as well, uh, bringing them to Creative Young Entrepreneur Award program in 2010, uh, 11, 12 as well. So uh, I'm really glad uh, to see JCI has initiated the CYE program. And I believe uh, it will be very inspirational. All, all the stories that we will be hearing through that uh, competition will inspire definitely a lot of new uh, enterprises. Uh, same is with TOYP, the top program of JCI. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we hear great stories, you know, uh, and, and we see how really the young people uh, would be uh, inspirational for new generation. With CYE as well, uh, I believe it will inspire a lot of new ventures as well. That's true. No, no, no doubts about that as well. So as we all know by now that you have had a very successful career in JCI. So firstly, like, how do you think JCI has helped you? And just following up on that second question, maybe under this one. So what mm -hmm. advice would you give to young people 
is becoming a part of jci or any similar organization is it worth the time and effort do you learn you know is, is it return on investment is it worth it yeah <laughs> this is the reason that today we are together first of all i'm glad that i am spending time with you and we are connected so this is the true power that the organization showcase in, in an individual level uh, i would name it as a the best leadership school worldwide why because uh, you you can learn definitely leadership through different uh, examples in your in or histories through books or through different university classes but you will not have the opportunity to practice as it is provided in this organization the same applies for entrepreneurship and i believe these two are very well connected with each other uh, so in order in order to be a leader or entrepreneur uh, you you have to have courage or you have to be the first one in order to initiate or you have to have a team building capability or uh, you have to address or share your idea so you, yes. you are always in communication so th these are skill sets nowadays that worldwide you need so if you are talking what are the skills that you need for leaders for managers for entrepreneurs you'll see that uh, through the journey that you share uh, your, or your experience in JCI, you are building this capability. And uh, this is a place uh, where you learn by doing. And this was what I have experienced from my local to national and international level. So this was a three level uh, leadership experience uh, for me. In local level, uh, it's a place where the change happens. I would strongly recommend uh, in anyone who listens us or who is interested to find a, a local organization, Junior Chamber International nearby, in order to join there or to practice their ideas, uh, share with uh, peers and talk and uh, initiate uh, any kind of uh, project that uh, they would like to see and uh, they, uh, they see that one relevant. But uh, furthermore, uh, I would recommend as well uh, to be a part of the leadership, so be, 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 become candidate in near future for local chapter presidential position, later on uh, in international level and sure in international level, uh, because uh, it's, it's not uh, just also leadership, but also we say we have four areas of uh, opportunities. So the business is one side, as we talk, uh, personal development, individual development is uh, another one. But this is also a great way of, for community development. So we can serve to our communities through uh, these uh, NGOs, non-government organizations. And definitely we, we will we, we uh, enjoy uh, the beauty of a global organization. So it's a worldwide uh, organization uh, anywhere you go, you will definitely have a great welcoming of a JCI friend. Yeah, no, and then uh, there is also one more thing like about about organization, the JCI, but then similar as well, the organization, it's about the qualities that you learn. It's not just for within the organization, it's, it, you can apply that in your professional life as well. So where, this, if you have this a business or your office or your job or whatever, like it, it helps you mm -hmm. in that as well, right? Uh, you cannot uh, differentiate them. It's all together. I, I say in our lives we have three P. This is we have our personal life, we have our private life, and we have our professional life, and then and they are engaged with each other. So so we we should have a balance between these three P. And what we whatever we learn in our public life, let's name it as a public life, the JCI, 
will benefit our professional life and personal life. Whatever we have in our personal life should contribute to our public life or professional life. So there, mm -hmm. there is an interconnection and uh, definitely an exchange between these three P. Uh, we have to balance uh, these uh, three. We, we uh, may require full commitment, for example, mm -hmm. during the presidential year. For me, it, it may require, it required uh, full commitment for my public life because it was yes. like one year sabbatical. So you are all engaged with JCI. You, you would not have more opportunity for pri private life or name it like professional life for year 2015. It was the case. But, yeah. but, but uh, before and after, uh, definitely uh, these three uh, requires a balance and it's it's more for more, it applies for most of the members. That's perfect. No, that's that's really good. I, I, I didn't know about this three Ps and that's 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 a very good thing and I will keep that in mind as well as well. Thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, and I was just, uh, you have a very long bio, very huge set of experience. So <laughs> you're also sitting on the board of Turkish Business Angels Forum and the first thing that I would like to know personally, myself, mm -hmm. and then probably a lot of people watching us uh, in the audience as well. So what or who is a business angel? How do they help businesses or startups? And very similar mm -hmm. to this uh, question of mine, we've received a question from audience, one of the audiences. Uh, she is the GCI mm -hmm. Park local president in Ireland. And is that, it's a very similar question. So what is the difference between business angel and venture capitalist? Yeah, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, let me address it. All, all these things that I'm uh, engaged or I am involved, uh, they, they are very relevant with each other. So they are creating synergy. So here yes. we are talking about a, a association, Turkish Business Angels Association. So it's, it's an association that brings angel investors and angel investment networks together. So in Turkey, we have around uh, 20 angel networks. And we, we, we have around 500 accredited angel investors. And, and these okay. people uh, comes together in this association and like-minded associations to share their experiences uh, through this journey, as well as uh, to be advocate of angel investing. So this means uh, you need different regulations in order to have uh, different subsidies or support. So in yes. Turkey, we are, we are lucky that nowadays we have the regulation for angel investing. So this means in Turkey, you can become an accredited angel investor and uh, this will bring you different incentives. If you are investing to a, a new startup as an accredited angel investor, you have said 75% tax exemption in Turkish regulations. And this is really huge, one of the biggest support uh, yes. program. Uh, this means instead of paying tax 75%, you can invest to startups and yeah. still you, you continue, you, you be part of it. So, so this is important. So this is why the associations exist. And uh, let me clarify and uh, the definition of uh, what does angel investment mean. So angel investing or business angel, uh, th this may differ uh, according to the continent. If you are in the uh, America region or in the States, you will hear more angel investing concept. If you are in Europe, more you will hear business angels or business angel networks. Both will be the same. Uh, here we are talking about an individual who has uh, an experience uh, to bring and share, as well as who has a network uh, to open uh, to a new initiation. Also, uh, who brings uh, a kind of a, a funding and investment. Yes. We, we yeah. name it as a smart money. 
So smart money means not just as a as a bank, you give a loan. You, you, mm -hmm. you bring your money with a know-how as well as with a network. And this is more important and more beneficiary for an early stage startup. Therefore, you name, this is named as a business angel or angel investment. And uh, this is uh, this has a long history. So uh, it, it goes back till, till uh, in the Broadway where uh, in, a kind of uh, angel investors were uh, investing for new productions and new, new films during that time as well. They were there just looking for new ideas and to support them. And later on in the Silicon Valley, uh, you see that angel investors were very active in initiating, supporting new ventures. In, in Europe, uh, we uh, should uh, check uh, European Business Angel Network based in Brussels. So this is uh, the European level uh, association where as well the TBAA, the Turkish Business Angels are part of it. Uh, so uh, all around the Europe, uh, associations comes together in EBAN, European Business Central Network. Likewise, they share their experiences. And uh, let me also clarify, uh, address the question that we had. What is the difference between angels and ventures? So uh, there are like uh, uh, three phases of investment. Uh, in a very early stage, we, we name it as a you as a founder can fund yourself or you can find uh, funding from your friends or you can fund uh, find funding from uh, your family so this is like 3f uh, so, yeah. so so it's very early stage and you you built uh, the investment through the trust in, yes. in, in second level now you have a uh, one more circle where you can pitch to uh, angel investors and they may trust you, but they may see, yes, with, with Anush, we may move forward. We may okay. do something definitely. And let's support you and let's uh, be part of this uh, endeavor. And this is the angel investment. Uh, here we are talking either an individual who has smart money or a, a network of angel investors who are set up through individuals. So this is either a pool of investors or a, a, a one. But still, we are talking about individual level investment. Yeah. When you come to venture, this is the third phase. Uh, it, it's more structured, a financial instrument or financial institution that is purely focused on evaluating the possibility and opportunity of your startup who, who, who comes with a, a strong funding support as well as with a corporate approach. So he, okay. he, here you have a more corporate approach, more, it's more about scale-ups technically. Okay. So you have already proved the first phases and, and it's, it's a phase where angel investors may exist, exit also. So okay. we, we have initiated together and we exit. Then you have the ventures who support more and later mm -hmm. on uh, you, you may have corporate ventures as well because some corporations, companies set up nowadays Corporate mm -hmm. venture funds, uh, CV, CVC, yes. co corporate venture capitals, with, with the purpose of uh, either bringing talent to the corporation, because this is a great way to have a, a very skilled, uh, very visionary uh, young people or a team to your corporation, or, or a great way of uh, bringing also a know-how uh, and, and a good product uh, to, to the corporation. This is a new way of, uh, I would say, R&D. Uh, research and development as well. It's, uh, yeah, instead of doing that one within company, you can acquire a startup and definitely you have the uh, the talent there. So, yeah, so, so this clarifies it. Yeah.
Yeah. No, that's, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen uh, companies, big, very big companies, multinationals like Google, Facebook, Cisco. They all run these competitions. Annual yeah, competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So it, it, it might be through competition, it might be through different uh, hackathons, or you may have acceleration programs. Yes. Well, a lot of different tools are there available, but definitely it's a, it's a great way of uh, scaling up the startups and supporting them. So uh, it, yeah. it's available in different countries. And actually, I have a question, Ismail. So this, I think it relates to... Um, strategic Ishler and the company which you founded uh, 12 years ago so how important is it to take the help of a strategic planning agency to scale up your business is it something that can be done in-house as well if you want to so before thanks for the question before deciding uh, will you do inside or outside definitely something that uh, you have to focus so this means you have to focus on your business model you have to uh, clarify why you exist and uh, what is your mission, vision, or these kind of statements. Yes, so what, yes. what you want to achieve and accomplish. So as, as an entrepreneur, you will have something in your mind. This is good. You have to bring that one uh, to napkin and name it like that. Okay, R write it down. <laughs> but but later on, you, you'll need to do a kind of market assessment. So who, who is there? Who is uh, as a competition? Uh, what is the market size, what is the feasibility, and this kind of things. Uh, you can do that one as an entrepreneur, definitely, and you have to do this. But uh, this is also a good way to have uh, the support through the mentors. Or if, if you move forward, uh, then it's a great way to have the support of a very focused, experienced uh, strategic agencies who may support you through this journey. We bring know-how, we bring experience as well, because while you have a different we have the chance to see different sectors different uh, level of uh, organizations uh, so this is a good uh, mixture of know-how that would help you uh, very easily to do it in-house definitely is required especially after you, you set up your company so name it you are now an sme small medium size enterprise it's named as a CEO office, uh, so you definitely you should set up a kind of CEO office where you manage initiations and uh, projects because all the change happens through projects and you will need a coordination office uh, that manages these, these kind of things. You will see nowadays uh, successful uh, startups who are in a scale-up phase, who move forward as a CEO office. So a CEO office is more in charge of strategy and uh, to support CEO in decision-making through this mm -hmm. market assessment and project management level. And finally, mm -hmm. if you become a holding company, and definitely you will have that one as a separate department who is named as a strategic planning or business development and project management office or department. So uh, in the beginning, uh, it's perfectly fine to ask for support outside. In, in the first phases, then uh, later on, it will be okay to outsource and uh, continue. And later on, you may uh, bring that one uh, in-house and still uh, continue through collaboration because definitely the consulting offices will bring you different mindsets, approach yes. and uh, this kind of tools. It's always yeah. nice to collaborate. Obviously, because like if you outsource it, if you collaborate with a different company, 
they they have a different work culture so their their ideas are different and everything is different yeah that's true and this is one very important thing that i learned from my uh, startup as well like you cannot do everything yourself you obviously need the support of, yeah you obviously need the support and expertise because everyone is an expert in something so but not everything so you need the support you know from other people or other organizations as well the minimum that would uh, benefit would be different mindset yeah because in this way you will see a different approach and it will help you if you see that the benefit is there you will continue that engagement if not uh, always uh, you know uh, you are free uh, to have a different roads or different options that's why that's why companies nowadays are kind of hiring diverse people from diverse backgrounds you know different countries you know different places so you know it just brings in more mindset and more you know problem solving skills and everything because everyone comes from a different background so yeah they brought up differently so just an example for example uh, to, today our network is in 15 cities and yeah. every month uh, we hear more than 100 new ideas new ventures from different cities yeah. So as a corporation, for example, if you would like to set up this kind of a structure, it would cost you very highly. And it's yeah. it's not your main business. So you are not there to hear the ideas from different cities. But yeah. if you ask me, uh, say me, uh, what should be the priority to focus? So with, with all this experience, we may brief you and this will help you uh, very easily. So it saves time. It, it, it also keeps you in your core competence area. This is important, as Anush emphasized, uh, we have to focus on our core. What, what, what is the real uh, main purpose and business that we differentiates us? And the rest will be outsourced mostly during this uh, process. And just one, before we move on to one last question from, from myself, there's one more yeah, question okay. from the audience, but that is not from Facebook. So this question is from Thomas. He's a part of Euro Business Committee, but he wasn't able to join today but he, he sent me the question previously yeah. yesterday Hello. itself so you, his question universities are breeding ground for research uh, based business models because obviously you do a lot of uh, thesis and that kind of stuff what do you think it needs to bring that startup projects to the next level so how can these uh, research based business models commercialize this is a good question universities are really crucial in this in this process you see that usually the incubation centers and the technoparks are very really engaged with universities. And you mm -hmm. see that uh, these research people are there uh, who uh, are a kind of creating a new ways of doing business or uh, who, who brings a new, new approach or innovative uh, side. The difference is there for business. So th yes. they are there for research. So it, it requires a kind of collaboration. Uh, I would name it uh, nowadays we have, let's say, two, two people who come together. One is technical person and the other one is marketing person. They join their forces and uh, you have a, a co-founded startup with a technical background and also with a good business development perspective. And yeah. this is a good co-creation uh, approach. So here I would say we need the like-minded approach we need to have the research and the innovation side who will come definitely from laboratories for research and deep knowledge. This is there. And sure, you need to have someone who makes it tradable, you know, because yeah, not yeah. all research are tradable, okay? So, so if you are talking to have something in the market, this means to match that research 
uh, with with a need in the market. So usually in in this site, I would say uh, you will need more a person who is in market. Uh, so it will not be uh, academician technically, but definitely there will be a skilled person who may engage both uh, sites. Uh, you, usually, therefore, the incubation centers are more in universities and acceleration programs are more outside. You see debate and, and when you see a potential, then you have to accelerate and you accelerate yeah. that one through corporate work. You create a corporate accelerator. And here in Turkey as well, I see the same approach. We have very successful incubation centers in universities and we have very successful accelerators jointly set up with corporate world and universities. And they are very successful. I, yeah. I would say I don't see much successful accelerator programs within universities because you miss corporate business approach site that yes. you should not expect from a university or academician because it's not the purpose there. Therefore, I, I, I see that they are very connected and very relevant with each other. Uh, uh, sometimes I see that academicians turn to a business person. It's a discuss, an issue to be discussed. I don't know. Who, who, <laughs> But as a as a person, as a, a business person, I would say you you can have either a, a academic career or you can have a, a business. Uh, yeah, career. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Be, 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 because it's a different lifestyle and approach. You should collaborate. You can create partnerships, definitely. Uh, but there is no one true. Uh, this is what I see through my journey in JC as well. It may change. It it may differ uh, through the. Uh, programs or through the countries uh, the examples that i saw always the partnership is the best uh, thing to bring your uh, strong sides uh, and and collaborate but if you are in academic site definitely it's the best way uh, to bring the innovative part the research if you are in the business side uh, you will be more uh, working on uh, creating profit technically so your your mindset in university you are more funded you are you are, yeah. you are funded for your research but in the business world, you, you are not funded much for your research, let's say. You, you have to be either profitable or convince people to fund you uh, in exchange of a success or, or in exchange of something uh, that we name as a ROI, you say, there is a return on investment. No, that's uh, that's completely understandable now, like because obviously university is kind of a more safer environment. You get more mentoring and you receive less funding. But that is obviously more what you need as a startup when you're growing. But as you said, like when you go outside of the university, you go into an accelerator where you need yeah. more funding. Yeah, yeah. Now in Turkey, we have technology transfer offices. Uh, so so it's, it's more goes through universities. And now the new approach uh, in last one year, the government said as an enterprise, you can set up technology transfer offices or technology centers outside universities or corporate world. So if, if I compare, uh, I will give a couple of numbers. There are 66 uh, technology transfer offices in Turkey. Uh, we, we may name five of them uh, as a success. So the rest, like 60, 61, are funded by government, but either they don't have projects or the projects fail. And, and this is okay. You know, in a R&D approach, this is perfectly okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but they cannot survive you know, if they don't have the funding of government. So yeah. this means they are not sustainable. The sustainability is only possible through uh, subsidies or uh, support of the government. 
But if you are in in the business world, so you you are there is a R and D of a, of a corporate world, you can have subsidy, tax exceptions, etc. But if you fail, if you don't have cash flow, you would not be able to move yeah, forward. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I see here, uh, therefore, uh, you have more and better projects, uh, more selective, more tradable, technically, more, yeah. more fast cash inflow possibility projects are there. Uh, and uh, we are not in very detailed case in startup ecosystem in that uh, site. I would not uh, be able to compare that one because it's like a 20 years ecosystem and mm. last uh, 10 years is smooth, moving very fast. And maybe last three years is it's booming. So so still we need time uh, in order to uh, talk about it. But uh, definitely uh, I would say uh, there should be an openness of uh, collaboration to do together. It's not competition. It's definitely it's a, it's a cooperation, correct? So we, we have to do it together. Yeah. It's an ecosystem. And, and just to follow up, very quick follow-up question from Thomas again. So is Gain Global working with universities as well? Or if they're not, if, if you're not, are you planning to work with universities when you're expanding? We, 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 we do work. We, we work with uh, co-working spaces. We do work with uh, angel networks, collaborate with them for co-investment. We yeah. do work with uh, incubation centers uh, and accelerator programs and universities. In some of the partnerships, we are like a client. In some okay. of the partnerships, we are uh, like a you know service provider. For example, okay. if, if we hear a good idea, but it's in very early stage, then this is a great way we introduce them to incubation centers in universities. And then they spend time there for three months, six months. After they graduate, we still are able to hear them. We, we say, now come and pitch us. Uh, they pitch to us because now we can uh, approach them as an investor pool. Investment. Yes, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, we, we have we have a lot to talk <laughs> about startups. Like, I think we, we, sh we should catch up again. But then just before going, like one quick question. So I was watching this TED talk by Bill Gross. Uh, he's the founder of Idea Lab. He's a legendary entrepreneur and ideator. So he said it's one of the five factors. Uh, idea, team business model funding or timing of the launch of a business that that defines the success for a startup right so what do you think is the single biggest reason why startups succeed is there a is there a formula uh, or it's, it's it, it has to be a combination of everything and so a, a, a guru a great person talked about five so <laughs> i will say i agree with them definitely <laughs> But, but, but I would say maybe what, if, if you want to hear one, I would say yeah. uh, your sustainability as an entrepreneur. Because you start something and you have to be sustaining during this journey. So it's yeah. not something that you can quit within a month or within three months or within a year. So yeah. uh, on average, you need 18 months. And on average, if you would like to be successful, you need 10 years. Okay, so so you, you may check all the success stories, uh, the unicorns and all the examples. They, they have become successful after like uh, day and nights working for an idea for maybe five years. And this requires a strong sustainability uh, in terms of uh, mental health, in terms of physical health and definitely financial health. So it's an issue of calculation. You have to calculate what you need during this journey 
Do you have the necessary funds? Do you have the necessary uh, skill sets? And you have definitely to change every day to learn continuously. So, so it's it's a journey that uh, if you believe, if you are strong on something, you will definitely stay there and and you will not quit uh, technically. Yeah. And yeah, if you sustain for necessary time, as mentioned. Uh, you you will be successful definitely because we've seen like some businesses some um, some ideas products are too early for the time in the world like you know the technology maybe is too advanced sometimes yeah, it happens yeah, it's true so you right. have to either change or wait or yeah, work on it yeah and there, are, there are a lot of ideas that uh, during market test period has, has changed a lot so you start with an idea a and you end up with idea c but you keep yeah. as a business. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Because uh, yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's a tough journey. <laughs> and the <laughs> idea is that you need someone to support you, <laughs> be it like an angel investor or your incubator at your local university or government departments. There are a lot of government institutions as well, which help you directly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a full with uh, a lot of learning, with a lot of yeah. uh, great network, with a lot of uh, opportunities, but definitely it may require to sacrifice, uh, but but more importantly, it will require you to be clear in your mindset what, what you want yeah. to do, and why why you do it. If if the purpose for doing it is strong, then you will sustain. You you will continue. Yeah. You 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 will build and uh, be successful. And definitely, you don't need to convince anyone in in that way because then people will find you and people will be already convinced with your commitment. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I understand completely. So, yes, I think we've had a, the audience got to learn a lot. My, myself, like I got to learn a lot uh, personally as well from the talk today. And like, OK, before closing up, I'll again give one one round of call for any questions. So if anybody who's watching has any questions for Ismail, this is your time. And it's very difficult to get hold of Ismail because he's very busy. <laughs> so please do ask questions. And Ismail, in the meantime, while audiences ask questions, we'll go through a rapid, uh, rapid fire five questions. Right. Yeah, okay. So know <laughs> you better. So okay. So your favorite vacation destination? Would you go to a sunny beach or a snow peak yeah. mountain? Yeah, I, I I like both, but now I am in a summer house. So <laughs> next to a beach. <laughs> and if you like pets, or do you like pets? So is it? Uh, if, would you would you rather have a cat or a dog? Oh, it's a tough question, but, but I would uh, prefer cats. Cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And are you a morning person or, or an evening person? Oh, definitely evening person. Definitely. <laughs> Don't wake me up earlier. And it was very challenging during presidential year. Our business was starting very early. <laughs> yeah. And and this this question next question would be very tough for you. I understand. Would you prefer tea or coffee? <laughs> Because both are very um, interesting in Turkey, like. <laughs> you know, in Turkey, the tea is the favorite one. So yeah. without tea, Turkish tea, you would not survive. But I'm a coffee person, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, Turkish coffee also is favorite. Uh, yeah. Whenever uh, you have chance to visit Turkey, you are welcome always. Or a yeah. cup of Turkish coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I hope you like pizza. So do you eat the crust or could you skip the, skip the crust? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eat uh, all of them. <laughs> so no, no, no waste. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah perfect i think we we don't have any more questions from the audience so i think we should wrap it up now thanks a lot ismail for joining us and i hope that you know uh, we keep learning from you and we would we would like to invite you again on the podcast in the near future so thanks a lot for joining us and thank you all the audience as well for joining us from you know different parts of the world not just europe even yes, though it's I a europe business committee we have people joining from everywhere I, I thank you, Anush, for the opportunity. It was a pleasure for me as well to address our uh, fellow friends, uh, as well as JC Award and non-JC uh, participants. With pleasure, uh, whenever uh, there are opportunities, I will be always uh, happy uh, to share and uh, for me as well uh, to create opportunities for collaboration. Uh, I'll be uh, glad uh, for any any kind of uh, collaboration opportunities. And I congratulate all the efforts that you put forward for uh, bringing business as well as uh, one of the uh, important issue, uh, it's one important area of development opportunities. Congratulations for you and the team. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ismail. Uh, see you all, guys. Have a nice evening. See you all. Take care.